Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires... Get into Dobbs. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Ken Campbell. He's a senior writer for the Hockey News. You can follow him on Twitter at THN Ken Campbell. Ken, how are you doing, my friend? Well, you know, hanging in there, hanging in there, staying safe. And uh, I hope everybody uh, in your neck of the woods is doing the same thing. I hope we're all getting through this and, uh, staying safe and, and being good to one another. All right, Ken. You wrote a great piece here in the Hockey News talking about how the NHL's Phase 2, their return-to-play protocol leaves almost nothing to chance. Now, as we go through it, it was like 28-page document. Might be the only thing I've read that much in the last decade. Um, you know, what are your feelings on what they've put down for Phase 2? Do you think it's reasonable? And is it ultimately, is it possible? I think yes and yes. I think it is reasonable. Um, I think it's actually really reasonable. I think, you know, I mean, I've, I'm if if uh, if you've read my stuff in the past, you know that I'm not an NHL apologist and by any stretch of the imagination. But I really have to give the league some credit here. I think they've done a very very good job of I think balancing, you know, their their you know eagerness to come back and finish this season, you know, with the safety of the players and, and, and others. I think they've done a really good job with that. I think they're, you know, I mean, I, I'm talking to a lot of people in epidemiology and, 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 uh, in infectious diseases. Uh, and what I'm being told is that both the NHL and the NHLPA, um, they're talking to the right people. They're asking the right questions. And, and more importantly, they're listening to the answers and, and they're heeding them, which I think is a really good thing. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> Uh, like a lot of times bad things come out or good things come out of bad events. And, and I, I think this is one of them. And, I, and this is one of them. And I mean, you know, I mean, obviously this has been terrible, you know, people have lost their lives and, and livelihoods and, and everything, um, you know, but I think there have been some, some positives that have come out of this from, you know, both from off, off the ice and on the ice. And I think one of them for the NHL is that the NHL and the NHLPA have never, you know, and, and Gary Bettman has, I've talked to some governors, and Gary Bettman has said this in several Board of Governors meetings, that the, the relations between the NHL and the NHLPA have never been this good in the entire, you know, Gary Bettman's been commissioner of the NHL for 27 years, and never in his career have they worked this closely together and, you know, so much towards a common goal. Um, so I think, they're, I think they're doing it right. I think they're asking the right questions. I think they're they're listening to the answers and you know is it gonna is it gonna happen i i don't know i mean i know they want it to happen i know they're they're 
they're trying like crazy to make it happen. I don't know if they're going to be able to make it happen, but I think they're going about it the right way. So, Ken, you bring up the NHLPA and the NHL and the relationship there, and you and I have lived a lot of ups and downs with that relationship uh, on both sides of it, and it's been tumultuous at times. Now, in recent years, uh, they've certainly gotten along a lot better and have had more success. The revenues are higher than they've ever been. Player salaries are healthy. How important do you think it was or is continuing to be that these that the owners and the players have this really good line of communication because in baseball right now it doesn't seem like those guys are on the same page at all yet here we have the nhl who's been very quiet in what they're doing and then all of a sudden they put out a very cohesive phase two that you can tell was made up from both sides just how important is that relationship to getting the nhl back on the ice in real form well, it's going to be huge for that, obviously. I mean, but but even looking at the bigger picture, Jamie, I mean, you know, they've got a collective bargaining agreement that they have to come up with in the next couple of years. Um, you know, they, they're going to have to figure out a way to get through this. I mean, right now, as it stands, if they don't play any hockey this year and this season, you know, the 2019-20 season gets scrapped, you know, there's a $1.1 billion worth of revenue that, um, you know, has to be made up somehow because there's a shortfall there. And, and who knows what's going to happen next year with no vaccine? Like, when are we going to see people in the stands? Are we going to see people in the stands? I mean, there's, there's some real, you know, real, very, very impactful issues that are going to have to be dealt with. And, you know, I mean, there's going to have to be give and take on both sides. And, and, and there's going to have to be give and take. In this, too, in, 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 in what they decide to do this year. I mean, I would assume that the players, you know, that there's a lot of players that have some very serious concerns about, you know, their, their safety, um, you know, being away from their families for so, much, for so much time. But I think they also realize that, you know, I mean, if you, if you cut a, a $1.1 billion down the middle, it's, that's $550 million that the players are going to have to make up. Um, and, and then if they don't play this year, um, a lot of the broadcasting agreements roll over for another year. So there's a bunch of revenues you're not going to get. Um, so it's, 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 the stakes are pretty high. And I think that both sides realize that the stakes are really high and that it really, you know, probably doesn't behoove them to be digging their heels in, you know, too much on things right now. Um, and, and they've got to work together. They're, they're, it's absolutely imperative that these two sides, you know, move together on the same page because there's going to be times here that are going to be pretty trying, I think, from a financial standpoint anyways. Ken Campbell is a senior writer for the Hockey News. He joins us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Ken, you talk to a lot of people in and around the league. I'm curious, from your perspective, from what you've heard, how do the players feel about this return to play plan? How do they? What do they think about it right now? Uh, well, I mean, the fact that it was 39 to two uh, in in favor of accepting it, I think uh, you know really you know, really speaks to the fact that the players want to get back and play. They want to finish the season. Um, they want to try and generate some revenues so that they don't, they're not on the hooks for so much. Um, but there's, there's a lot of concerns. I mean, there's a, you know, I mean, you heard Mitch Marner say, it, you know, what if someone gets sick and dies? I mean, you know, I mean, the chances are minute. They're very, very small, but there's a chance and there's, and, and the NHL has made it very clear, and, and that's another area where I give them credit. The NHL and the Players Association have made it very clear that 
There is absolute without a vaccine. There is absolutely no way you're going to be able to say with 100% certainty that nobody's going to get sick and that there aren't going to be bad outcomes uh, because that that risk exists without question. It exists and it will exist as long as there's not a vaccine. So based on that, um, you try to mitigate the risks as as well as you can. And I think that the league has done that. I think the league and the players have done that. I think, you know, I mean, they, that, that phase too, you, I mean, Jamie, you said you went through it. I mean, it's, it's very, very detailed and they don't leave too many stones unturned. I mean, they talk about, you know, vitamin supplements being in individual packages instead of, you know, having the scoops in the room. So it won't be that, you know, there's going to be two boxes of tissues at each end of each bench. And, you know, people are going to, you know, players are going to have their own water bottles with their name and number on it. I mean, they've, they've gone through all the details and, and really tried to flesh this out the best they can to, as I said, mitigate the risk as much as they can, not eliminate it because they're not going to be able to. So when you work from that sort of basis, then, you know, you, I think I think they're doing everything they can, and and then you you move ahead, and you know you plan for the worst, hope for the best, I guess. All right, so let's fast forward just a little bit here. We're into phase two, where we've got guys that are in and out of the facility, six guys in, six guys out. The whole thing that the proposal uh, has in it, everything's working relatively smooth. Now, they start going into phase three, which would be the training camps. Now, all of a sudden, maybe you have one or two star players that say, you know what? The risk is not worth the reward. Somebody, let's say, on a team that's a bubble team that's going to be in that play-in mode where their teams really don't have a chance at the Stanley Cup. And all of a sudden, you get a couple of guys that say, yeah, guess what? We're out. We've been paid in full. We've got all our paychecks. Uh, We're out. How do you think the NHL will deal with that at that point? Yeah, that's a good question, Jamie. That's a really good question. Um, you know, they, they actually haven't received all their paychecks yet. They held back their last check, um, which, you know, depending on how much of a shortfall there is, they may end up having to just give back anyways, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. they've received all but the one the one last check. So they, they, you know, they haven't received all their money. Um, but when you're a star player, you've made your money, you've got a ton of money, you've got a ton of money coming in in a future, you know, in future years. Um, maybe they say that. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that they would say that because, I mean, you played yourself, Jamie. I mean, you know, guys play through concussions. They play through all sorts of injuries. They, they play when they're not supposed to. They, you know, they mm-hmm. lie to trainers and uh, about their symptoms <laughs> and everything. That's true. You, you know, I mean, you, you've seen it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I'm not sure that they would in this case, but if, if one of them does, I would suspect the league would have no other recourse than to sue for breach of contract because, I mean, if it's all been agreed to by your players' association and the league and everybody's agreed on it, and then you know you're stepping out as some kind of rogue here, then really what you're doing is is breaking your contract, right? I, I guess. Uh, but it's a good question. I, I I think the NHL hopes against hope that it doesn't come to anything like that. I think a lot of people hope that, but who knows, right? He's Ken Campbell. You can read his work. TheHockeyNews.com is where you find it. You can follow him on Twitter, at THN Ken Campbell. Ken, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. You know I'm I'm free and available anytime <laughs> and uh, love talking hockey with you guys and love meeting my old buddy from Sudbury. <laughs> I love having you on, Kenny. You stay safe, okay, brother? 
You too. You too. Okay, guys. All the best. All the best to you as well. That is Ken Campbell joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I'll say this: they're not gonna they're not gonna sue for breach of contract. That's they, there there is no chance of that happening. No, they Zero. won't. And technically, some of the guys would be unrestricted free agents anyway because the regular season would have been terminated. And so, yeah, I, I think that you know, Kenneth is searching right sure. there, and he, he's doing what we're all doing, right? Yeah, like, we don't know the answer trying to, to the figure question, it out. So he's. Uh, on, I just thought I'd ask for his it. opinion because he's around the game. He's been around the league forever. He's covered the NHL forever. And look, I read up on things, and I'm talking to players via text message all the time. And there's there's a good portion of guys that are not all on board here. Absolutely. And yeah, the vote was thirty nine to two. Okay, that's fine. That's that's your representative vote. That's not each and every individual vote. And so that, to me, when you dive into this, as you get going closer and closer to the starting line again, how many guys are going to be like, yeah, you know what? I voted no, and I'm just I'm out. And then what? So it's going to be interesting to see how the NHL. Um, addresses situations as they unfold. Pierre LeBron has some news on Twitter as well from the NHL. The NHL commissioner, Gary Bettman, is going to make an announcement coming up at 3.30 Central regarding the return-to-play plan. This is an announcement of the 2014 format that was agreed upon between the NHL and NHLPA. That happened on Friday right after we came off the air. LeBron also following up with this. Let me repeat myself. The format, just the first step. So many more hurdles that are still to overcome. More negotiation needed between the NHL and the Players Association over hub cities, testing, protocols. The format is simply step one. No guarantee yet that the 2019-2020 season is completed despite the best intentions. Totally understand everything he's saying there. I do think we're on the right path, though. Given what we've seen over the last 72 hours or so, I would imagine that of all the sports, the NBA and NHL appear to be on the best path to moving forward. So the NHL's model of staying quiet, doing nerd stuff behind closed doors, working as a team and then releasing this in a combined effort. That to me is the model. So Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, if you've got whenever your time comes, follow this model. Yep, NBA did that as well, and it's it's seemingly working for them as well. Yeah, but the NHL's better. Deal with it. (laughs) He's Jamie Rivers. If you couldn't tell, he's a former hockey player. I'm Brandon (laughs) Kiley. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line for questions and answers. We've got some questions coming in from the text line, and I've got a question for Jamie myself as well. We'll get into that next on 101 ESPN.